Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So on Tuesday, the Braves were in quote-unquote action, but it was a simulated, basically, practice-type atmosphere for the Braves in Truist Park and in front of many fans. A great overall experience as the Braves are looking to keep their activity going before they get going in reality, to start their World Series run later on this weekend. We'll discuss some details from that um, simulated outing on Tuesday in just a moment. But of course, the 2023 playoffs themselves got going on Tuesday. Four wild card games across baseball on Tuesday. And the Rangers, as well as the Twins, the Diamondbacks, and the Phillies, they all went up one to nothing in their series. And so they now have the ability to close out their respective wild card series in advance in the playoffs on Wednesday. But a few notes from Tuesday. The Twins being able to get their first playoff win in 19 years. But perhaps even more significantly, they were able to end the 18-game losing streak in that 19-year span between the last time they won a playoff game in 2004 until yesterday. The, the Twins had lost 18 straight playoff games. That's the longest stretch of losing playoff games in, in professional sports that, that we've seen. So the so the Twins were able to get the job done thanks to Royce Lewis, the first rookie to hit multiple home runs in a playoff game since 2015. So the Twins were one step closer to taking on the Astros in the ALDS. The other big takeaway was the Diamondbacks getting to Corbin Burns early. Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in baseball over the past few years, but the Diamondbacks used the long ball to get out to an early lead, though the Milwaukee was able to come back. The Diamondbacks were able to get the big hit late off the bat of Christian Walker, and they won their game 6-3, putting them up one to nothing in the series and putting them one step closer to perhaps facing the Dodgers in the other NLDS series that will happen over the weekend. But of course, the most significant development on Tuesday, the one that we're all, where the eyes of all of Braves Nation was focused on was the Phillies versus the Marlins. And the overall outcome of the game shouldn't be that surprising. A 4-1 to victory for the Marlins. Zach Wheeler, one of the best pitchers in baseball for years now, he was in absolute control from the start. Only needed 46 pitches 
to get through four innings. So it seemed like that he was only going to need 70 to 80 pitches in six or seven innings of work in this game. But fortunately, the Marlins did eventually make him work, and Zach Wheeler wound up throwing 100 pitches over six and two-thirds innings, one earned run, five strikeouts. Again, he was in complete control. Even when the Marlins did score their run, that was mainly due to a few questionable defensive plays by the Phillies, but Zach Wheeler was in control throughout, and then Jose Alvarado, Jeff Hoffman, and then Craig Kimbrell were able to come in and close out the game. So the main takeaway from the, the, the game one of the Phillies series is this. The Phillies won, and their pitching was in control, but Zach Wheeler was on top of his game, but he did put in a full day's work. So if the Phillies were to wind up closing out this series either on Wednesday or Thursday, and they're the opponent for the Braves on Saturday, Zach Wheeler will be on three days rest after a full day's worth of work on Tuesday. With a pitcher of Wheeler's caliber, that may not matter at all, but it could be a slight advantage for the Braves come Saturday if Wheeler were to be on the mound for the Phillies in Game 1. But another key takeaway from Tuesday is the fact that the the, the Phillies' right-handed hitting was what got the job done. Now, the setup for the game is kind of what made that happen. Jesus Lazardo was very good at times in his outing for the Marlins, and he did a good job keeping Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and the rest of the Phillies' left-handed batters rather silent. But it was the right-handed hitters for the Phillies that got the job done on Tuesday. Alex Bohm, Alec Bohm got the R first RBI. Trey Turner seemed like he was on base all night. And Nick Castellanos got two RBI hits. That's a significant develop development, in my opinion, for this Phillies team. If you recall last year, in the 2022 playoffs, several Phillies had big offensive playoffs. But Nick Castellanos was not one of them. He struggled throughout the playoffs last year. The 2022 Phillies also did not have Trey Turner. The point that I'm getting at is, is that if the Phillies have their right-handed batters producing, and you combine that with what we know Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper are capable of, that makes the Phillies lineup arguably on the level of any other lineup in terms of quality outside of the Braves in the playoffs. If the Braves right if the Phillies right-handed hitters are producing, that's going to make this lineup much tougher to navigate. So that'll be something to watch on Wednesday to see if these to see if the right-handed hitters for the Phillies are continuing to produce and if that's the case, that certainly makes the Phillies lineup potentially more dangerous in a setup against Atlanta in the NLDS. But nothing unexpected. The Marlins are in the playoffs, but they are not to the caliber of many other teams in the playoffs, especially to the caliber of the Braves. So seeing the Phillies be able to take care of business isn't all that surprising. We'll see if Aaron Nola can do that, and he can end this series for the Phillies on the mound on Wednesday, and that would set them up to face the Braves on Saturday in Game 1 of the NLDS. But speaking of preparation for the playoffs, the Braves were in action themselves on Tuesday and on the mound for the Braves was Max Freed as he was able to make his first appearance on the mound for Atlanta since he had gone on the injured list with his blister issue. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
So Sunday and Monday, the Braves had made announcements about three days worth of simulated action that they were going to put on display at Truist Park on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Free to the public, and they got, you know, a good, enjoyable experience on Tuesday. Max Freed pitching with the lineup behind him being what would be close to the regular lineup for the Braves, and then A.J. smith Shaver opposing what is going to be close to the Braves lineup in the playoffs. It was A.J. smith Shaver versus some of the Braves' best hitters on the mound opposing Freed. Well, the key, the key takeaway, of course, was Max Freed's performance. Only needed 23 pitches to get through the first two innings, and he wound up running into a bit of trouble. Worked around five innings worth of work, 76 pitches, 44 strikes. So overall, not the most efficient outing for Freed. He also gave up some home runs to Kevin Pillar as well as Sean Murphy. Highly encouraging to see the fact that Sean Murphy was able to take Freed deep. But an encouraging outing. The, Bra the Braves media was not able to talk to Freed after the game, so they weren't able to get a true assessment of where he was. But it does seem as if it was an encouraging outing without any type of real concern that Freed, you know, had some type of setback or had, you know, some type of issue in his outing. But the big, big takeaway from Tuesday was not only that Freed, you know, looked good at times, it does seem as if he's well on his way to being available for the NLDS, but him pitching on Tuesday likely lines up for him to pitch Game 2, which would be next Monday of the NLDS. That means that Spencer Strider will take the mound in Game 1 for the Braves against potentially the Phillies on Saturday in Atlanta. But overall, have to be encouraged by Max Freed's performance. It was good to see him back on the mound, and hopefully there were no setbacks, and he continues to work his way to being as effective as we know he can be and lining up to start Game 2 of the NLDS. But what about A.J. Smith-Shaver, who looked very good on Tuesday, the first hit of the day for what was, again, close to being the Braves' regular lineup for the playoffs. The first hit of the day wasn't until the ninth-place hitter, and that came from D.H. Braden Shoemake. I'm not saying Shoemake's going to be the D.H. for the Braves in the playoffs, but my point is is that A.J. smith Shaver did a good job going against the best hitters of the Braves on Tuesday. Could A.J. smith Shaver potentially be an option for the NLDS roster? I still think it, it's a long shot, but you could see it making sense. Again, something that stands out from A.J. Smith-Shaver's performance in the majors this season is that batters hit only 183 against him. A.J. Smith-Shaver at times did a very good job of being able to have success against major league hitters. So if the Braves wanted to go with another multi-inning option, you know that Strider and Freed, if he's healthy, are going to be on the NLDS roster. But beyond that, you're going to have Bryce Elder, you're going to have Kyle Wright, could A.J. smith Shaver be another multi-inning option as well? And could he be someone that may be eventually in line to perform in a Game 3 scenario after Strider and Freed go in Games 1 and 2? That remains to be seen. But the point that I'm getting at is, is that Shaver sure, A.J. smith Shaver certainly put on an impressive audition by, by the account of all reports on Tuesday, so he could be an option for the Braves on their NLDS roster. The action will continue. The simulated games will continue on Wednesday. Bryce Elder will be pitching on Wednesday. His final opportunity to show the Braves that he could be someone that could be relying on in some way, shape, or fashion 
on the playoff roster. He'll get that opportunity on Wednesday in the second day of simulated workouts. Of course, the other key news from Wednesday was the fact, or from Tuesday, was the fact that Ronald Acuna Jr. is starting to see the, the accolades, the recognition roll in. He was named to the surprise of very few, he was named the September NL Player of the Month after just an absolutely spectacular performance. Not only did he put on their performance to close out any speculation of the Braves, you know, what they were going to be able to do during the regular season. His play closed out the division. His play put to rest any chance that anybody else had at home field advantage. He was the best player in the National League throughout the month of September. But for me, the key takeaway is this. He won Player of the Month in April. He won Player of the Month in June. He won Player of the Month in September. And not to take anything away from how awesome and historic Mookie Betts was in the month of August, but when you look at from start to finish, nobody has had as complete a season as Ronald Acuna Jr. And especially with the fact that he likely saved his best for last in terms of closing out the season in the fashion that he did. In my opinion, that just goes to show another reason why he is the clear front runner for NL MVP. Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to get plenty of accolades for his performance this year as the playoffs go along and as the offseason starts, but it's really good to see that he was recognized as Player of the Month in September. That should really drive home the fact. And I know votes are already counted for MVP, so it doesn't matter anymore. You know, the decision's already been made. We won't find out about it until a few months from now, but it is awesome to see that nobody closed out their season better than Ronald Acuna Jr., and that though there were a few better players in September, but when it comes to the players that were in the race for the NL MVP, I think that the best final statement came from Ronald Acuna Jr., and he clearly is the one that should win the award in the end. So again, the Braves will be back in simulated action on Wednesday Wednesday afternoon. If you're listening to the show, it's free to the public. Go enjoy. See all that you can see when it comes to the Braves. Hopefully they'll be put, able to put on another you know, crisp performance to get prepared for the NLDS. And we could find out as soon as tonight who the Braves will be facing. Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phillies. Can he get the job done against the Marlins? If so, it'll be Philadelphia against Atlanta on Saturday for game one of the NLDS. But hey, if if we're if what we we are hoping occurs, maybe the Marlins will be able to get the job done and extend the series one more game. Because any action that occurs between the Marlins and the Phillies, the more that they have to play, that just means more of an advantage for the Braves. So hopefully we'll get a game three between the Marlins and the Phillies on Thursday. We'll have you covered no matter what happens when it comes to the Braves in the playoffs here on the Battery Power. Podcast Network. You'll hear the latest from Brad Rowland, Scott Coleman, Stephen Tolbert, Chris Willis, and myself throughout the playoffs. Make sure to check out all the great content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me in stat on st- you can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.